0: Hello and welcome to episode 197 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike.
1: Hello man. How's it going? Yeah, still going.
0: Still going, is it?
1: Still still going.
0: Just keep on going on, that's all we can do right now. Yeah, uh, time
1: is infinite.
0: Yeah, it, it really feels that way right now, even more so than ever before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, these these shows like I wonder looking back on them, they're going to they're going to age really interestingly, I think, you know, kind of like if you listen to these when you're not in the midst of the current situation, Um, you know, because we are in lockdown and uh, I think we're all starting to go a little bit crazy, to be honest with you. I know I am um, in more ways than one. Um, But yeah, we're back carry on, trying to carry on as normal um with a very limited selection of horror movies to talk about um and yeah, so, yeah. We're,
1: we're digging deep right now for you guys <laughs> like
0: <laughs> yeah and it, what's weird is like because obviously we're, we're actually going to talk about the schedule in a little bit as part of the news um kind of seeing like what is actually upcoming um, but stuff like this movie, The Wretched, which we're going to talk about, is, is a really interesting one because it is like a, a new release again. Um, and, and it's hard to tell what sort of release mm. it would have had outside of all this stuff um, because there is some interesting stuff regarding the release of this movie. But We'll actually get into that when we talk about the film. Um but yeah, first kicking off with the news as we usually do. There's actually uh, a few news stories here. And then we're going to talk about some, of course, release dates, kind of some some moves around and that sort of stuff within the schedule. Um, but yeah, first up on the regular news, um, a TV show has been cancelled. I don't know if you saw this one um, or not. I think I did. But yeah, a show that we've both uh, watched and pretty, pretty much enjoyed, um, The Purge. Um so womp, womp, womp. after after 2 seasons um USA network has cancelled the show. Um obviously they had a deal with Amazon Prime as well in the UK which was very nice. The um, second season did that that kind of ended with like stories still to be
1: told, right? Cuz cuz obviously like season <laughs> 1 to season 2 had new cast. But yeah, kinda, did yeah. I kind of got the feeling that this one was going to continue the story a bit, but I yeah, on, I mean, it's. I mean, it. Guess a show. It shows why why it's been cancelled because as someone yeah. enjoyed both seasons. I can't actually tell you how season two ended.
0: No, me neither. <laughs> and like, it definitely fell off a cliff. I remember really enjoying those first few yeah. episodes. I'm remembering
1: all of the character threads, and I'm like, oh yeah, there was the people doing the heist and the serial mm-hmm. killer on campus and the yep. suburban family that would be in I can't tell you how any of those character arcs end.
0: No, it really like oh, I thought it all was happened really bad. In, like the, the makeshift
1: end. hospital, didn't it? Where the well, it got back killer onto, the yeah, it got back got... onto
0: Purge. Yeah.
1: I remember that now. Let's that, we Should we do a purge? Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think it's necessary. Um, but uh. I- yeah no like it's apparently there was a 50 percent drop-off uh, for season two with the viewership right. as well um but yeah like i thought season one was considerably better all around like i think still is like my favorite purge thing they've released is season mm. one of the tv show um mm. super strong really really good and yeah it's it but it is a shame though because like i say we are both fans of it mm. um and even though it, it definitely ended poorly like i definitely wanted to see them do it again anyway um
1: yeah, and it, 2 two was really good. Like, yeah, yeah, it definitely ended poorly, but it had some real good moments. And yeah, well,
0: it, I, strong enough I, I think to it warrant was, a
1: season 3.
0: Yeah, it was a fun experiment as well because it was the first time we've seen all of this time, mm. not on the Purge night, you know. And mm. so that was like, it's it had like a fun little hook within the Purge universe that we haven't really seen explored. And so it's a shame that kind of the first time they really took a chance was in like, nope, now it's now it's over. Yeah, um,
1: uh, nice try, but no
0: yeah guess what the purge should be on purge night apparently um <laughs> who, who would have thought it um who but yeah it? it's, it's no more sadly um next up on the news we again this these these stories seem to come in batches <clears> where <throat> we had like multiple weeks where we kept talking about hellraiser for some reason um <laughs> and Could you now just like to
1: torment me <laughs> <laughs> well, now don't, it seems, don't. No, now it seems don't like mind. we're in the I've midst of
0: uh, a lot of scream news um so, yeah, if you've seen this news, this seems to be, which is, we talked, I think it was last week, literally, or very recently, about how um, Nev Campbell was in talks mm. to reprise her role. Um, well, we have the first cast confirmation. <laughs>
1: yeah, we do. For
0: what is currently Scream 5, and it is none other than everyone's favorite character, um, Dewey Riley um aka David Arquette is coming back um because of course David Arquette is coming back I was gonna say
1: of all the people to announce first it's like oh you know Nev Campbell can we can we get (laughs) Courtney Cox and then and then David Arquette's literally picking up the phone being like uh could you put me through to whoever's making screen five yeah uh yeah yeah this is Dewey. I mean David Arquette and and like it's just it's funny man but yeah I'm I mean I guess it does kind of you know, with, with the with the kind of Nev Campbell stuff, it was kind of like are they actually going to go for like a full sequel to it? Mm. And now we've got this announcement. It seems like Scream 5 is going to be Scream 5. Yeah, so it confirms a lot strapped, of what we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah,
0: strap in for that. Um, yeah, it confirms like, that the canon stays the same. It looks like they're going to be using the same characters, which is mm. really interesting. Um,
1: yeah, for me, like I said, we touched upon it last week, but I was thinking about it more. And I think for me, it's the only way that i can that i would want scream to continue i I don't necessarily want scream to continue at all but if it has to i think keeping along those lines and keeping it going is the only way i'd want it to i wouldn't want like this reboot or this spin-off or anything like that um but it 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 also terrifies me in equal measure
0: yeah um so imagine if it's good
1: man imagine if it's good
0: um, we do have a quote here as well from one David, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> who says, I am thrilled to be playing Dewey again and to reunite with my scream family old and new uh, scream has been a big part of my life for both the fans and myself. And I look forward to honoring Wes Craven's legacy. Um, mm. what's interesting as well is cause I don't think we talked about this last week or in the other news, but Kevin Williamson is on board as an executive producer. Um, mm. so obviously not writing, um, yeah. Because he, he is part of this quote as well. Um, he said, I'm excited to reteam team with David and work with Jamie. These are the guys who are obviously directing the movie. Um, their take on the movie is both original, inventive, and honors Wes, Wes's legacy in a wonderful way. Um Radio Not was my favourite horror movie of the last year. Um, Kevin, you really need to watch more horror movies. Um, yeah. And I can't wait to see what their amazing talents bring to the Scream universe. I'm thrilled to be a part of it. Um, I think that's probably a conversation that we've not
1: had. Like, What is your feeling about the guys behind Ready or Not helming a screen movie? Do you see anything in Ready or Not that could be strong positives towards a screen movie? Are they the right sort of people that you'd want?
0: It's it's difficult, right? Because um I didn't like that movie. Um I just didn't think it was very good. But like I liked VHS a lot, especially their segments, um, and Mm -hmm. stuff in Southbound as well. Like there's been very small things that are done. Obviously, we're talking about segments in an anthology movie, and that's very different to a feature film. Um and obviously their last big feature film, which is what kind of everyone's um comparing this to is is ready or not and obviously we weren't fans of that but i, I definitely wouldn't say we've said this time and time again that obviously you know you can't judge like a filmmaker or anything off of just one film um, did they write
1: ready or not
0: i have no idea mm. um because yeah i don't they're not writing this this is a different team i think yeah um
1: so i didn't i didn't you know yeah i mean ready or not wasn't exactly it wasn't yeah, so the, badly the, the, written i mean badly directed or anything like that um, yeah, so it's two yeah, other they people didn't,
0: writing. Yeah, this. that's
1: what I was in looking. So like and, and they didn't like ready or not. Like in terms of like yeah. you know, the direction and everything, like I, I could see that they could um, you know, make 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 a slasher movie that I'd mm. want to see. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's fascinating. I'm just trying to be hopeful, man. Like, <laughs> yes. I, you know, I Scream and Nightmare on Elm Street uh, you know, up there for me. And and you know, getting news that we're going to get one of these movies, I'm just going to get on that hype train.
0: <laughs> I love that it. you're already you've already gone full spiral on me. After yeah. it only took two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I've gone full um, spiral. I'm not going to lie. So... <laughs> like,
1: I don't have a date for Ghostbusters yet. Like, I need something.
0: <laughs> oh, we'll get we'll get to the dates bit shortly, but um. So yeah, but part of this as well, principal photography is is set to begin later this year once uh, the kind of the quarantine stuff is over. Um, so it is planning on obviously going ahead, and obviously we talked about Nev is already in talks. Like I, uh, uh, I, I'm not going to be surprised at all when she gets confirmed. Um, what yeah. was interesting was that Matthew Lillard has expressed an interest in returning. Yeah, which um, is Banner. Yeah, and, like, that, to me, is where you really cross the line. Nothing against him personally. I Actually, am a massive fan of him. He's amazing in Scream. But, like, that is when you start to retcon stuff, when people start saying, like, oh, well, you didn't actually see him die. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like, he fucking died. Like, Stu is dead. Like, leave him dead. Yeah,
1: we start to get into sore territory at that point. You know, it's... uh, I loved his character, and I love him as an actor in, you know tons of things that he's done elsewhere yeah. as well you know um 13 ghosts he was great obviously great shaggy in scooby-doo yep. the um, best Shaggy. <laughs> but like you know so i'd love to see him in the movie but it just doesn't make sense um, no
0: maybe if there's know, some sort of i don't know flashback recording something along those lines but like <laughs> if he's if that character survived that moment you know the tv smash on the head moment that really undercuts yeah, the I'm... finale of that first movie for <laughs> me
1: yeah <sighs> Yeah, like if Billy and Stu like, did some recordings and the new killer is getting their learnings off them, something like that. Is that what you're thinking? Kind of just anything, they're, they're doing sort of of and screen yeah, yeah, kind of this mentorship from the grave type thing. Yeah, I could be down for some of that, but yeah, I don't want him alive modern day in this mm. because, and um, in you know, flashback. I mean, the thing is though how you make that guy look like what he looked like in what 1994 or whenever yeah.
0: out? <laughs> listen there's some crazy de-aging tech going on right now um, yeah
1: i mean was it 96 scream yeah uh <laughs> yeah i mean I've, yeah but with, i don't think they're gonna have marvel budget <laughs>
0: I don't know, like, with these movies, like, it's so hard to tell at this point. Mm. Um, who knows? Because this this is, like, this weird new company, as we've talked about, a lot, this, like, Spy Class something or other, that are kind mm. of, they seem to be scooping up a lot of these projects, and who knows whether they have, if if they have the budget to pick up the likes of Scream and Hellraiser, I have to imagine they're not going to make these on a bloody shoestring budget, you know? Um, so, we shall see. Like, we're, we're going to yeah, be talking about sure this one thing, for a long end. time. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, moving swiftly on um, this final news story before we get into some release dates is I literally just saw this prior to us recording. um, So apologies if I misread this. Um, But uh, it's it's do with Jamie Lee Curtis. And basically, so her her production company, uh, which apparently she has called Comet Pictures, they've kind of signed a deal with Blumhouse, which is very similar to what we discussed with Lee Whannell after um, Invisible Man, Mm -hmm. where basically he'd signed like a first look deal um you know so it was a case of like anything and this is a free year first look deal um, right. which as we've discussed before um it's very weird because it basically to my knowledge just means like hey if you if you write anything or you want to make anything we we get first dibs on it basically you know mm. it's, it's not it's not saying they're going to fund any productions or anything like that it's literally just for, just a first look um but kind of what's interesting is that apparently this was already a project that was going to happen which i hadn't heard about um but she is directing a horror movie for bloom house um right so Bloomhouse called... house
1: have first look over her stuff sorry i was unclear on who gets first look over what
0: yeah, so, so basically this is kind of like two things bundled together where the, the main thing that I want to talk about was this movie called Mother Nature that she mm-hmm. is directing, which is a horror film for Blumhouse. Right. And it seems like off the back of that, they're already pleased enough that they've, that they've signed a free uh, first look deal okay. with, her, with her and right. her production Un- company. Understood. Um, yeah. So kind of for, for, for projects after this one. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting, mostly the actual film that we know about. Um, because, yeah, I didn't know she was directing a horror film. Um, And again, no idea really on when this one's coming out. Um, But she has dabbled with this sort of stuff. She's directed episodes of TV on the shows that she's been on over the last few years. Yeah, Um, I was going to say, didn't she do some Scream Queens and stuff? Yeah, she's done that and some other stuff. And like, no, I don't think she's done any feature films. But like, I thought it was just really fascinating, kind of as someone who's obviously... Been in that space for so goddamn long, and obviously, she's been producing mm. a lot of stuff like the latest Halloween. She was the executive producer on and very much behind the scenes involved as well. Clearly, not just an actor at this point. Um, I think it's like really, really interesting to see what someone like her would come up with. It'd be um, cool, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I, mean, so, I mean,
1: at this point, we'll watch anything,
0: so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, is this coming out in the next couple of weeks? Because that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm um, down but uh no it's probably going to come out (laughs) when every single movie in the world comes out again um so yeah pretty interesting one there but yeah going on to kind of our release dates now to kind of end the news um first up i'll we'll go through the actual updates and then we'll just quickly go over the list as it stands so um there's a couple of movies that have been pulled here indefinitely which is always the saddest thing to see um because we'll talk about the kind of the reshuffling of actual dates but when a movie just gets pulled completely from the schedule mm. it's like man i'm just waiting to see when they're going to pop up um so the first one is another purge related story so the forever purge um which was of course dated for July 10th. Um, and obviously they leave these things super mm. late, you know, not even so much as I don't think an official poster, let alone a trailer, um, has now been so, pulled.
1: Purge movies are so weird, aren't they? Like, that, yeah,
0: um, they're really weird.
1: This, um, it's weird that this has happened in the, the same kind of week. Yeah. Um, and the fact that kind of like, yeah, we know nothing about this movie other than a title. Mm. So we really don't know how far down production this is. Um, yeah. So like the fact that it's pulled indefinitely, we're like, well, this movie may never get made
0: yeah <laughs> yeah like i genuinely don't know if it was in pre-production post-production god knows um but yeah mm. that's gone from the schedule um and the next up this one's super sad um edgar wright's new horror movie last no. night in soho which was definitely one of our most anticipated <laughs> movies of the year um originally scheduled for september 25th has moved now has been moved indefinitely so no new date for this one um as we'll kind of get into our reshuffling of dates yeah, in just a moment right. well you can kind of see why this has been pulled because pretty much everything is moved throughout august and september at this point um and yeah two more actually these ones at least have dates um whether or not these are uh, one one is very close and one is very far away so we'll get to the the first one which is far away um the movie nobody which we only discovered about a month ago um which is the kind of Ilya nashler's new film um, easy come easy go (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, who it, i might be the only person in the world excited for this, but I, I certainly am, based upon upon of course hardcore Henry. Um, was originally coming out August fourteenth, um and is now coming out February twenty sixth. It would seem like
1: nobody is
0: interested in this movie. Bro. Oh <laughs> um, another sip of beer for me. Oh yes, you've <sighs> earned that one. Um and then next up, this one <laughs> this one's because I left this one to last. The movie that just doesn't want to come out and is just so <laughs> happy to get as many different release dates as possible. <laughs> Um, it, of course, we're talking about the one and only, the New Mutants. Um, has a new release date, and it's it very, does. very. Well, why not? It's, it's very soon. It's hilariously soon, um, which is August twenty eighth for this one. Yeah. Um, which yeah, just doesn't seem likely at this point. Obviously, I, I believe this is the sixth time this has had a new <laughs> redate which is I mean, just awesome.
1: It's such it's such a hilarious one because obviously all the you know jokes around it, moving and everything else, but. You know, we all know that this movie is in the cam. So, mm. like, of all the movies that are out there that they might want to tweak and do a little bit with, there, there's there's jack shit you can do to that movie at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah. so the second you can get people out in there, why not have this one in front of, you know, in front of your queue? So I can see why they've done it. But yeah. slapping another date on it when yeah. we literally have no idea, like, it, it would just be so funny if this date moved again. Funny yeah. and demoralizing. All of the same time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that's the world we live in right now. Um, But yeah, just to have a quick I just don't know
1: whether I could let let them do that to Cat again. Like, (laughs) I know, I know, she's looking forward to this so much. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you were Spiral. At least now you know you've got to wait a good year. (sighs)
0: <sighs> i know but that doesn't honestly it doesn't help <laughs> no i thought i'd bring it up because <laughs> you know what's the best part i may as well say it now like this this would have been the spiral episode just so you know like we wow, we would have really? we would have seen it over the last weekend and we've been talking about it right you now you
1: got this far into this episode without well I to
0: forget about it but then you've just reminded me of my pain um <gasps> and now i have to wait a fucking year which is brilliant mm. um but yeah going well, into you the in list
1: in a good mood to talk
0: about this week. <laughs> <laughs> well just to quickly go over this list because um so we, we already just got discussed last night in soho and obviously forever purge just gone indefinitely um there are four other movies which don't have dates right now um antlers um which was coming out in april no date on that one um run which was going to be coming out the week before spiral of course another lionsgate movie that doesn't have a date um woman in the window which isn't massively horror but had a really cool looking trailer kind of like a thriller um also coming out uh, the same day as spiral originally that's not got a date um, and in the big one that we were very excited for, which was originally come out in August, Malignant. Um, James Wan's next movie just doesn't have a date right now, um, have we which is
1: going over. the? No, no, I'll let you go over the rest of the dates first.
0: Yeah. So that, those are just the those six movies that <clears> like we just discussed. <throat> they just don't have dates. Oh, um, so and I want to see some the- of those so bad. So yeah, I know. Well, like, especially like a new James Wan original horror movie mm. for the first time in God knows how long, and it's just it just doesn't have a date right now, which is one of those things. Like, hopefully they'll just spring it on us, and it's and it's going to be crammed into this schedule that we're going to talk yeah, about. now. Right I mean now. that's
1: my only hope as to why they haven't put a date on it yet. That they're like, oh, I wonder what mid September end up looking like, and they might just go yeah. for that or something. You know? Well,
0: this is where we can at least try and get some excitement because you know kicking off this list now, um, basically we would see five horror movies at the cinema in a six week period if this is correct. Um, so Antebellum is the first one Which is scheduled for the 21st of August um, Of course we just, just discussed The New Mutants the week after um, The week after that 4th of September Is of course A Quiet Place Part 2 Oh give it to me now The week after that is one of two movies on this list which have currently not moved whatsoever. And it's to my knowledge, there's only two horror movies that haven't moved. Um, This is the first one, which is The Conjuring. um, Um, So still has 10th of September. They have not said a word on this movie yet. Mm. Um, So they're obviously maybe keeping with that. Who knows? Um, And then uh, two weeks after that is, of course, the new date for Candyman. Um so 25th of September, right. Yeah, I so that's what that day. Oh. Yeah, that's what September's last night in soho so good bro yeah that's what last Please night in soho September. originally was um and obviously like because of all these re- like reschedulings i think that's why that they moved that movie um mm. but yeah like that ugh, could you imagine if that if if that stays the same and we if, do we, get get that, these if movies? we get
1: that schedule man like yeah we we, we will have earned that but still oh yeah
0: like, that'll be the best run we've ever had for the show in terms yeah. of like you look in that list and it's like yeah with well, a quiet place two and candy man which now Candyman is my number one most anticipated movie for this year so far. Um I don't then, even yeah.
1: know at this point. Like <laughs> I've just got anticipation coming out of every orifice. Like yeah. I just I just need everything.
0: Oh yeah, or, we've never been more anything. starved. Yeah, like <laughs> <Yeah. yeah.
1: laughs> <laughs> Um, I, need, I need something man
0: and so yeah what's interesting is right now there's only one scheduled for october and it is the second of the two movies which has not changed its release date um which is of course halloween kills um uh-huh. still scheduled for october 15th um and then the final four uh are all 2021 releases sadly um so kicking things off on the 1st of january is the <laughs> one and only escape room 2 yeah. which i'm sure you're very excited for
1: um, yeah, that's a real
0: date. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> then of course nobody, which we just discussed. And then the date that I know you're looking forward to, which is the fifth of March twenty twenty one. Um which is of course Ghostbusters Afterlife. It comes home. It comes home. <laughs> and then of course When my dreams
1: realize get realized guys. <laughs>
0: um and then and then obviously comes movie of the year in 2021 which is spiral um on the 21st of may um oh, it's a which shame is... that they're not
1: closer to each other because i'd love for <laughs> us both to like get destroyed in like the space of a fortnight well there's a, there's a
0: lot of time so then for that to happen um <laughs> But my god is it depressing looking at this list and literally the furthest horror movie away that has a goddamn release date is the one I want to see more than anything like that is that is really depressing but yeah it's interesting to look at this like we obviously we're not going to do this very often because this is probably going to change a lot but we haven't Really looked at our schedule since obviously mm. the start of 2020 and it's changed so much that I think it's Excites interesting me to, look at to it. just
1: think about yeah. those movies again, though. And the fact Definitely. that like a lot of them have got dates, um, yeah, a lot of them have got redates, the, the, which is good. The 21 dates are disappointing, but the 2020 mm. dates, you know, it does sound like we're going to have an absolute stacked fall and kind yeah. of Halloween. I mean, you imagine if we have Fright Fest at the end of yeah. August as well, like oh if that God. still goes ahead. Like, yeah. We literally start with fright fest and then kick off into a quiet mm-hmm. place and all those other movies. Well, there's one before
0: yeah. quiet place, but yeah, like, oh no, it was two As Anti-Bella Man, new me. It would, oh, yeah, it was, it was like oh we say, God. it would be fright fest. Then it would go five, five yeah. out of six weeks. We would see horror movies and it would end with Candyman. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it would like, be an interesting thing. Like, oh man, mm. it would yeah. end with Candyman. Wow.
0: Yeah, like I'm I just i am as well like that that's why i wanted to bring it up because it's definitely li- listen it's far away don't get me wrong you know we're talking three months away um but it's like we need that right now we need that, mm. uh, that light i think we all need that light at the end of the tunnel yeah,
1: definitely. and
0: um Yeah, if that is the case, that is the one positive to come from this is like, my God, we're going to be seeing so many sick looking movies at the same time, which is just Mm. incredible. Um, And that's literally just horror movies, of course, because that's what we focus on. But like, there's going to be so much stuff coming out in cinemas around that time. It's going to be outrageous. Like, yeah. And all Um, we're going to do is watch Endgame. Yeah, I was going to say, cannot wait. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's a pretty long intro for this week. Um, Mm. Yeah, should we get into this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about The Wretched. yeah but before we talk about the wretched um i've got a little yeah. bit of interesting factoid about this movie Give it um, to me. which would have been in the news but i thought yeah just as in with this movie because i don't know if you've seen anything about this movie I'm, um, I'm not gonna
1: lie to you every week when you tell me the name <laughs> of these movies at this point all i do is do an imdb search to see if it's a random jackie vernon movie from like <laughs> years ago that you've discovered <laughs> that you're trying to like crowbar in
0: <laughs> and, oh man and, and then i'm you're, like oh,
1: okay no he's not told of me right okay i'll watch it and then i know nothing else about
0: the movie you are so close to my weekend it's not even funny (laughs) like we don't even have time to get into it but yeah that is so close to how i spent my weekend (laughs) this week um but no bringing it back to this movie maybe we'll talk about that at the end of the show um let's the wretched um a fun fact for you this has topped the north american box office for the last three weeks in a row jesus wept so do you want to know how that is because it's the only movie it's it's at drive-in theaters.
1: Wow!
0: So there are it was something like oh I'll just double check here, but I think it was like eleven. Oh uh, yeah, it was twelve theaters week one. Then it then it moved into nineteen drive-in wow. theaters. Um, where it made uh sixty-five thousand in its first week. Um, and it's made something like it's made three hundred thousand.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it it. So
0: it's been number one. Like this movie can forever say that it was number one at the North American box office for three weeks in a row. That's crazy! <laughs> oh my god, I don't even know what how to unpack. Like, I, I love that. I think that's so interesting, and obviously, like, we don't really have that. The over people, here. the
1: people that have put this out are like mm. the best schemers in the world. Because yeah, 100%. to be able to say that that you've, you know, like I see, you know, Quentin Tarantino
0: tweeting <laughs> like, you know,
1: our oh, number one two weeks in a row, baby. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like that means something.
0: Oh, for um, a horror movie as well, like <laughs> yeah. This is like up there with it, chapter one. Now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you wow. know, like, it, it's it's amazing. But yeah, like, talking about the drive in theaters, obviously, we don't really have that in this country. Um, no at all like i don't even know if that was a thing i'm sure it was like because obviously when when you picture it and you see it in movies it's always such a huge part of american culture Mm. um but it's it never like it, it certainly isn't anymore anyway like a big part of british culture but like i would love that nowadays if we could just be like you know in the confines of our safe car and just be able to like watch a movie um and mm. it's cool. Like you say, it's cool that this is still a thing for people that want to do it. Obviously, we're talking about very small numbers here in terms of the usual North American box office, which is in the hundreds of millions of dollars, um, you know, mm. making 60 grand a week or whatever. But, like, it's it's incredible that this is still going ahead. Um,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: And I, and I love that there was someone that capitalized on it because, like, to me, this is a no-brainer. Like, I don't know why more people didn't do this. Um, definitely. Because I think I looked at the release and a couple of the, it's like you look at the North American release and it's normally like 200 movies are released in the cinema. And then these last few weeks, it's been like three, five, mm. four. Like, it's crazy that more people haven't just punted at it. Yeah. Um, but listen, they took the chance and it definitely paid did. Off. Like, I mean, I, I respect the hell out yeah. of them for it. I don't. I can't imagine what the budget of this one was, and like again, we talked about it before. Like, I don't know if this would have ever got a cinema release if that was the plan mm. or whatever. But like, if this was just an on-demand movie where they were like, "Screw it, let's just put it in driving theaters," like that's genius. Like, hats off mm. to you guys. You got to feel um, that's what it is. They were mm.
1: opportunists. Oh,
0: definitely. Hundred percent, which is awesome to see. Um, but yeah, what what is this actual movie? What about? What is this
1: movie about? That is the million dollar question. Mm. I have seen this movie, so therefore I know what it's <laughs> yep. about. No, I'm joking. Um, Great, That's a good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, so we kind of we get an opening scene, kind of um, the I think you, you get a splash card straight away that says thirty years ago. Um, yeah, and it kind of basically just gives us this backstory of this. Um, child that gets kind of basically pretty much just sucked into a tree and weird spooky stuff going on and Mm. um we kind of uh know straight away that uh it's kind of i guess it's kind of witchy isn't it and kind of like Mm. you know weird weird on you know goings on in the opening scene and then and then we're introduced to our lead character ben who is this kind of moody teenager that's going to live with his dad he's been kind of like kicked out of um living with his mom he's going to live with his dad and kind of starting to try to build this new life for himself um we get a lot of him just kind of getting introduced to this town and he kind of gets introduced to his neighbors he gets introduced to this girl that he works with um and the local kind of um kids his age and all these clashes with those and stuff and this this goes on for like like I said, a long while, really. We get get a lot of his integration into the movie. And then eventually um, he starts to discover that his neighbours are um, acting odd, in particular the the, um, wife and kind of the way she's acting. And he starts to suspect that kind of something's wrong with her um, and starts to kind of spy on her. And then um, she inevitably becomes aware of him and doing that. And uh, craziness ensues from there, I guess. Mm. um it's it's a weird movie really where like thinking about synopsizing it i'm like he really just moves there and we spend a lot of time with him getting used to his surroundings and then he just starts spying on his neighbor like yeah (laughs) it's our lead character in particular makes a lot of weird decisions in this movie and a lot of bad decisions throughout the Mm. whole movie um there's some real um, stuff towards the end of the movie, which I'll talk about when we get into our spoiler bit. That really irked me, just with bad character choices. But he does this throughout, like he's just like standing there on this lit balcony, just like spying on his neighbor <laughs> with binoculars, with this kind of like spotlight on him. Yeah. And Just all of these terrible decisions when he decides to inevitably inspect the the house, um, literally the characters are all around that he's trying to creep around. One of them's mowing the lawn, like two meters away from where he's trying to break into very non discreetly. And it's just, he makes some real bad choices throughout the movie. And it's, it's a real weird one, isn't it? For for that kind of reason for me, that it just kind of, um, I guess I'm going into my thoughts on it. Mm. Um, it, it kind of does everything by the numbers and it's, it's just so generic and vanilla that um I find it, I found it really odd that kind of um it didn't it didn't really do anything to piss me off or like make me massively angry, but it just it just didn't really do anything. <laughs> mm. And kind of it had the weirdest soundtrack, I think that I don't know whether you picked up on this, but like Yeah, the soundtrack
0: it, was noticeable. It was like
1: just Generic stock music footage, like yeah, they they didn't have a composer for this for this film, and I understand that it's on a shoestring budget, but like it was completely like the the honestly, if I was just Google scary sounds, I bet twenty of the first thirty are in this movie, um, and like it's yeah, it was thing it was things like that. It was the um, I found like our um, kind of the. Love interest slash coworker character infuriating because uh, our lead character Ben just is is a prick to her the mm. entire movie and yeah. just completely you know is just an idiot towards her and she's just like this loved up like completely there's no reason why she just meets him and is kind of infatuated with him um, but when you're first introduced to this character, she's she seems to be more like the one that would be disinterested in him and he'd have to chase her. Yeah. And then suddenly she just becomes like obsessed with him and kind of throughout the whole movie, they go to this party and he treats her terribly. She covers for him at work and he's just ignoring her. Like she's literally having a conversation with him and he doesn't respond to her. And it really started to infuriate me how um, kind of spineless she was in this whole movie and kind mm. of, how how she was just the worst type of stereotypical kind of um love interest character that I really don't think I've seen for a while and I'm not the sort of person that tends to massively pick up on these things but in this one it was real prevalent and and it 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 really did kind of frustrate me towards the end mm. um and yeah it just it, it it just didn't do it for me really I think for me it was one of these um like i said it, everything that it that had in it was kind of vanilla it had these somewhat cool ideas but there was no scenes in it that i was overly suspense i felt kind of any sort of suspense and kind of um by by the by the the end when we got to like the last 20 minutes they they started to do these kind of a couple of like twists and reveals and these sorts of things and just just none of them really got me Mm. um and by the end of it i was just like yeah this is this is a horror movie that i've seen that is going to have l- absolutely no lasting effect on me it's kind of the exact sort of thing that i don't want for the show where it didn't like i say it didn't really make uh, there's there's quite a few things that have gone over that have frustrated me but when i was watching the movie i wasn't like overly angry and i just don't have any feelings towards this movie coming out of it other than hmm. yeah whatever see you yeah later. <laughs> yeah uh what, what what's what are we going to have next week and and that's kind of i don't know whether that's where my mind is at right now um yeah or or whether whether it is just that we are on this tread of kind of like these these just low budget movies that don't have any special source um but yeah i'll i'll let you go into this one now man
0: yeah, I, I agree with you that like this movie really does feel like it suits the now perfectly. This time in this mm. place right now, where um, it just isn't remarkable in any way. I, I do think I probably enjoyed it a little bit more than you, but not. I didn't love it, and and I wouldn't even say I massively enjoyed it. I was just like, oh, this is decent, and it's and it was better than some of the other stuff we've seen kind of under lockdown for me. Um, And it was only because of the fact that, yeah, it's an indie movie. And I think that it done a a couple of things that I liked kind of, I really appreciate it and again we're talking about maybe this is just how low my standards are at this point <laughs> but like because this is going to sound ridiculous but like i Can't liked wait. that there was actually a lot of moving parts in this movie where there was multiple characters and multiple locations that we were going to at different times where like, like a lot <laughs> wow. of wow no bar
1: right now bro <laughs>
0: i know but like just look imagine, at the movies that we've seen like because this
1: was the spiral episode <laughs>
0: Because, like, a lot of movies, like, take something like One BR that we saw, where it's like that to me is like the bog standard indie movie where 95% of the movie is set in one location with a very small select of characters. And I liked that this was like because when when we first start, which is what you've talked about, and we'll definitely get into the specifics more of the story because I think there's some more interesting stuff going on. um but when when it is just like, okay, kid moves to new house with Dad uh, fractured relationship, and you know, maybe the neighbors are up to something weird so he's spying mm-hmm. on them, I was immediately like, okay, ninety five percent of this movie is going to be between these two houses, which it feels weird when you look at it, how it's kind of like there's like a house. there's about 20 yards and there's another house and then it seems like they're in the middle of nowhere where there's like nothing around them. Um, you know, it's almost like a perfect setup for a horror movie. Um, but I was I was I was like okay it's just gonna be at these two houses but it actually wasn't they actually mixed it up where the the marina I thought gave it at least I'm glad there was like another major location that they kept going to um it was a shame that like the horror stuff never really got to the marina um because I thought that would have been a good backdrop for some cool stuff to happen um but but ultimately it was kind of just to break up the stuff during the day and then kind of get back to the houses where like the bad stuff's gonna happen um and there was definitely a couple of other locations that they went to that like again we're talking about a small thing but man least, you are so
1: into your locations
0: <laughs> i just think that you, it starts to feel I, I agree with you that like this movie didn't do too much that was like amazing but like my the biggest problem with a lot of these indie movies that you see for me and when it gets super boring is when you are just stuck in this one location when i when i think about when we're just stuck in that apartment in one br it's just like oh my god just just show me a, a change of scenery um so that was one thing i liked but yeah like the yeah. actual um specifics of what was going on um i I thought there was some cool stuff where like i like the whole this is getting into a little bit of the story now But they kind of do the classic like the thing A little bit where it's like oh someone Might be under the influence of like a You know a bad presence mm. shall we say And so it's like okay who do you trust and I always Like that as like a basic element in a horror movie um, The the other element as well Is that kind of classic you know like looking and Watching your neighbor and that kind of rear window like Oh what are they up to so I liked that it was combining These different things where I, I just wanted them to go more into that I wanted Him to kind of um, you know stuff like Summer of 84 I think did that was really well say- I,
1: that's what I that's what I had in my mind hmm. the second he started like spying on her and stuff I really wanted shenanigans yeah and we we just didn't get any shenanigans it was just like oh you've got the setup, and now there's just just nothing really happens
0: yeah, it's just the movie is imbalanced in that way because you have pretty much one character, which is Ben, who's clued on immediately that something's up. Yeah. And then he's surrounded by characters who don't believe him. So he, it's he basically... does the most
1: efficient Google search in the history of all Google searches. <laughs> yeah. Um but it's basically Apparently, just Google images just
0: yeah but apparently it's just him versus everyone you know so that so like as you're watching the movie you're kind of like well i'm just watching him bang his head against the wall talking to a bunch of people that don't believe him and then ultimately we know that they are going to believe him because otherwise he's just going to lose and that's how the movie's going to end and it's not going to end that way um so something like summer 84 you of course have that great interaction with the kids and they're kind of bouncing ideas off one another and also the other thing that's majorly different with that movie is that i agree with you i don't think our lead character is likable i think that he must be written this way, but he is like a typical douchebag young, like teenage boy, mm. where he is just an, an idiot. He just he, he thinks with his what's in his trousers more than his actual head. Constantly, he makes such bad decisions. And I agree with you. He kind of like the back and forth with the love interest just made no sense. And this there's like this party scene where he falls for such a dumb trick. Mm. And I'm looking at him going like, "What is wrong with you? Like, how are you this much of an idiot that you have fallen for this?" And I get it. He's a teenage boy, um, but but he, still. I was He's just one like, of my god, the,
1: the dumbest lead characters that we have seen in recent kind of yeah. times for the show because that whole party scene was ridiculous. Like I say, when he tries to break into the house, it's ridiculous. Like, um, and that's why this movie has no back and forth between him mm. and the, the neighbors next door because the second. The second he even begins to spy on them, he gets seen, and then and then he just gets discovered instantly. So they're fully aware of him. So mm-hmm. then there's this no backwards and forwards. You know, a film like Summer of '84, where you had this backwards and forwards, where they they kind of it took a long while for our kind of you know the person that they're spying on to to kind of be aware of them. And that's the fun of it. Um, and and this movie just didn't didn't have any of that. Um, it it you know. <laughs> I think those are the things that
0: frustrated me yeah I, th- I think that um the kind of the special effects were fairly decent throughout mm. um i would say that the finale definitely falls into that territory that i've said time and time again where it's just way too dark they kind of go to this location like i won't spoil it but it's just it's just so goddamn dark and i think overall when you saw the witch stuff and the evil stuff that's going on throughout the movie i was like oh this actually looks cool and and is mm. very very decent for a small indie production But then, like in the finale, they just did that classic thing of they just didn't trust it enough to show you it. And when you get in those confrontations, I want to see that shit. Like I've seen so many movies, and I'll I'll have to always like discredit them because it's only fair that I treat them all the same. But like if you're just gonna have the last twenty minutes of your movie be almost pitch black, like to me as a viewer, I just fall out of the movie completely. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, I don't even care what you do, and I don't even care if there's cool reveals or like an interesting fight. If you're just gonna poorly lit it this badly because you're like unafraid to show me what's going on then i just switch off completely as a viewer because i'm like you're that's what you're telegraphing to me that you don't you don't want to show me what it is so like i should just stop paying attention as a viewer you
1: can you can make stuff look good on such a low budget these days if you've got and they had for the rest of the film yeah exactly and it's just weird they didn't they didn't trust the neighbor as well the Mm. the the female neighbor to to do enough with her role when she was kind of the kind of I guess she was like a succubus type character wasn't she really and kind of um you know I really I thought she looked good and looked the part Mm. and kind of the glimpses we got of her playing that kind of sweet neighbor to everyone else and then giving him that glare was good and we just didn't I feel like she could have done a lot more I feel like she was good enough to do more and it was almost like they didn't let her do that either yeah um yeah and so it's just because Yeah, when this movie takes tiny chances, it it does it. Like you say, when when we see stuff early on, it looks good. Mm. I think kind of her, you know, she she was good in that role. And they just didn't take a risk. You know, they played it safe and just made something very vanilla
0: yeah and it's a shame because i do think there are some interesting ideas there where mm. yeah, that, the part you've just discussed when kind of the you you realize that something's wrong with this neighbor like that is the best part of the movie like i really yeah. enjoyed all those scenes i thought visually it looked cool I, it was the only time in the movie that i did feel a bit of tension because kind of you have that classic situation of like the mum of the household has been taken over by something clearly mm. she's not there anymore and, and then you have this young child who's obviously mm. at risk and so you do start to feel that fret level there and kind of like ben who again it's Frustrating because he's not a character you can get behind, but that is the only part of the movie where you're like, right, he can actually get involved and like save this kid's life. Um, mm-hmm. But they just lose that momentum so quickly because the the kind of the thing that's going on with the witch is like it's just like the rules don't really make sense where it's like okay she can overtake people's bodies but to what end i don't really know what was the point of any yeah, of well, that that's
1: what i was going to get onto the the rules of this movie as such because mm. it's you see her it's i guess we're getting into some sort of spoiler territory here but like you see her um skin start to kind of um rot and mm. kind of uh, early on we see that the character Uh, as she's near a flower bed the flowers start to die and it's like Mm. she kind of takes life out of everything around her and including the vessel that she's in um, um, and kind of like I really didn't understand like what that meant and like does it mean that she has to swap bodies or does it mean she just has to feed or like you know what are her rules because other than like I say, the most efficient Google search in history, we really get nothing about what the entity is that that, mm. that we're kind of fighting against in this movie. Yeah, the um, intro scene
0: doesn't help at all to explain any no, of that stuff
1: No. And so yeah, I just feel like, you know, that was very poorly explained that left me, you know, when when we got those cool scenes, because like when she had that rot and kinda of like when her eye was sagging and stuff like that, like that all looked good, but I just didn't mm. really understand, like Okay, so now is she off to feed? Is she off to change body? Is she does she just need some like Botox? Like, what what are the rules here? Yeah, and so yeah, it was another thing that that went slightly on the right path and then ended up frustrating me.
0: Yeah, there's so there's something I want to talk about. So I'm going to throw up a mild spoiler spoiler warning first, and then we'll probably get into some of the later reveals when we go full spoilers. But like, so yeah, mild spoilers. But like, there's a really cool concept in this movie which I think should have been the main focus of the entire film. Um. Which is this idea that like the witch has to almost feed on the forgotten, as they say, um, in the Mm. movie. And I was like, I was really intrigued by this, where like you you see the classic kind of the photos start to fade away, and you have like the husband character. He like forgets that he has a son. And so like obviously Ben's being like, No, I'm trying to protect your son. And he's like, What are you talking about? Get out of here, I don't have a son. And so like I was like, man, that's like a really fucked up and interesting thing to put in this movie. Mm. And I wish that had been the absolute main driving factor of everything in this movie because i think that's a really really awesome thing like there's yeah. there's enough there to get a full film out of that for sure um so i was like man this is really really cool and then like they didn't really go anywhere with it until the end which i feel like i guess we have to throw up a proper spoiler warning if we're going to get into kind of that reveal because i was super confused by it i don't know about you um <laughs> like i still not (laughs) sure it actually makes sense um should we we throw up a spoiler warning
1: oh let's do it because yeah this this really made me laugh
0: yeah so like going off the back of that like i think that's an awesome concept and i Mm -hmm. wish they'd have done more with it um but yeah the only kind of place they do it because they kind of they tell you that concept and then like you say they kind of just move away from it and it's like oh Mm -hmm. no now we're going back to the whole who's infected by the witch sort of thing um but then later on we get this whole reveal that our the entire time Ben, the kid he's trying remember to remember that time
1: he was playing Connect Four,
0: yeah, all the time when the girl was like, You're a great artist on the bus. Um, like, so the entire time, the kid he was trying to save, who would sin mm. in the family of the home and would send the parents look after him and sleep in their bed and everything, was actually his younger brother, and the witch had made him forget that, that it was mm. his brother. Does this make any sense to you? Um, no.
1: And also, uh, you know, we're in spoiler territory now. Why does she keep him alive but kill the second child, apparently? Like, mm. wh- wh- why is he still alive? Um, you know, but yeah, it it was super weird because it was funny as well because, like, um, the two scenes we talk about, the old lady on the bus and the Connect Four, both of those mm. scenes when they actually played out in the movie, I was like, in both those scenes, like what the hell is going on? Like, what is mm-hmm. that old lady talking about? And then when he was just <laughs> sat there playing connect four on his own, I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And like both, both times I felt like I kind of, you know, subconsciously was like, what this, this seems out of place. And like a clever movie would put something like that in, you know, kind of, um, you know, the, 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 the best of all time at this is probably sixth sense. When mm-hmm. you kind of watch that movie a second time, you're like, Oh shit. Like, he didn't talk to anyone else, like, and all this stuff, and like, you know, you didn't realise it, and yet those two moments were, you know, they did stand out to me when I was just watching it, even though I wasn't even thinking of it. I was just like, laughed oh, on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole kind of character reveal thing, it just it just felt super weird and super crowbarred. In, I, I'm like, when did she, like, so before he arrived, he'd already forgotten about him. So like, or, or yeah. when, did she, when did she erase that memory? Was he there at some point and we just weren't seeing it because in the future his memory gets erased? Like at what point did she put him under her spell?
0: Exactly. That That's what to me what doesn't make any sense. But let's go with that where it's like, okay, so when he first arrived to go to his dad's, he was the with brother his brother. There, yeah. yeah. And then like the Connect Four and all that stuff. Then at some point that she's made that him and her father forget that they obviously have a brother and a son. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I find confusing, I guess that's why now that I think about it, it would just be, so she's allowed to implant false memories because I thought it was just a case of you forget this person existed, but obviously he's, he's a child as part of the other family, right? Like we see them, like he sleeps in their bed. They refer to him as their son. So it's not just the case that he forgot he had a son. She made the other family think they had a son. Which is the part that really confuses me because, like, that doesn't really make any sense. Um, yeah, I thought was... they were
1: two different kids. Are they not oh, two okay. different kids,
0: bro? I don't, I have no idea. Honestly, I
1: thought, I, I thought they looked really similar, but I thought right. they were two different kids. I think <laughs> right. that's where you're getting confused. I'm right. like, one of us is being a man. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: it's, it's probably gonna be me, but like, uh,
1: I, hang on. I'm on the IMDB page, I'm gonna see if there's two kids that look the same. Okay, so, Jesus so, so Christ, Dylan and Nathan.
0: So the there reveal is that kids. basically he just had a son a brother that he's forgotten, yeah, yeah. and then he's also trying to save this other little kid who's No, he's not been trying to save that little
1: kid at all. That's the thing. He doesn't give he doesn't give a damn about the other kid. He doesn't give a damn about the love interest sister. He just suddenly cares about his brother. But until then mm. he didn't want to save anyone. He barely wanted to save his dad. Like this character's a real piece of shit.
0: Yeah, but throughout the movie he's trying to save the neighbor's kid, because yeah, right? he goes 'cause like he's <laughs> 'cause remember there's the bit when he's hiding in his house and then the dad comes over and then yeah, obviously the true. kid like leaves his house. Yeah, no, So that's really so, that's not his brother, that's just no. a different kid.
1: No. Yeah.
0: So confusing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah it was there's two child actors, a Dylan and a Nathan. I can't remember which one's his brother. <laughs> yeah. Let's go for Nathan. Um, yeah. so yeah, no, they're different kids. Um, it's so weird. Yeah, because the sucky bus. But but why, like, why did she just take his brother? And then for the other family, why did she embed herself within the family? Mm. Like, uh it's so confusing. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and like you say, the whole like we saw what happened later on is one of those weird little movie tricks, I guess, where it's like, yeah, you were seeing. What happened later on? Because we're seeing the, you know, we're, yeah, we're seeing well, the edited get, memory of him. We're not seeing what actually happened.
1: Weird, because it kind of says thirty years ago, yeah. and then it says like four days earlier
0: when we first yeah, like yeah. We it's about Four days then, ago, yeah, yeah,
1: and then we get like the the night where it all goes down. So I guess that's and their
0: way of trying to like get around that.
1: <laughs> I kind of guess so. Like, it's it it's real. So
0: hard. Had to make this like twist work and it just doesn't
1: (laughs) no it really doesn't and like if the character just wasn't a piece of shit he could have just tried to save the other two children Mm. you know he could have just tried to save his love interest child and the neighbor like it didn't need to be his brother but it was literally like because i love the fact that when because his love interest
0: has a sister as well that's yeah exactly that's what
1: i mean so like i love when he goes into the tree the the love interest character i wish i could remember her name i'm gonna to find it uh oh christ i don't even know which There's one she is abby, yeah it? <laughs> yeah sure let's go for abby i don't know um she's she she he's just like oh yeah i'm gonna go in this tree if you could just spread some salt around and wait for me and she doesn't <laughs> yeah. go in after her sister then he just wanders around find his brother and then gets the hell out of there Mm. And then just randomly hears, like, the sister, like, groan. And is like, oh, well, I I mean, I guess now it's rude. It kind of reminded me of, like, a comedy sketch where it was like, well, you know, at this point I'm going to have to try to save the sister. Mm. And then literally he's, like, ten feet away from the um, entrance to the tree fighting this witch. The girl sister is crying and screaming. And yet Abby, uh, up kind of topside, just does nothing to help absolutely nothing to help her sister apart from just stand outside the tree and spread some salt around. Like she's told she's the worst (laughs) character ever, man. (laughs) Like She doesn't even have the backbone to try to save her sister in this because that wasn't, you know,
0: man, and then it just has the classic, like cheap. Oh, we're just going to give you this one more reveal, like right at the end. Which again, oh man, is just that super that,
1: that was that was the only part of the movie because I there. I've I've moaned about this movie a lot, but I was <laughs> never triggered until that moment. Mm. That was the moment that triggered me. When he when he like took the flower out, and it was a fake flower. I was like, oh, sweet. his face when he's right there, he's like, wait, what? Ooh. There could only
0: be one reason why it's a fake flower. Sucky, boss.
1: I love, I love that he sniffed it, then yeah. saw it was a fake flower, but then still had to pull it apart to make sure. He's like, hmm, smells fake, looks fake, pulls <laughs> it apart, fake. it must be fake. Yeah, I wish he'd, I wish he'd have taken a bite of it. <sighs> Damn! Uh, what What do you? Obviously, we have some police <laughs> in this movie. Uh, did, how do you did rate we? the police?
0: <laughs> Where were they? Remind me.
1: Um, it was when he was. Kind of breaking and entering, and went AWOL when he got knocked unconscious. And he arrives home, oh, and the yeah. police are with the mum, the, the oh, they're just useless. And, yeah, I was going to say they were some real dumb police because he just turned up after A breaking and entering, and B going missing, and they were just mm. like, "We're going to give you some peace and quiet. We're going to go because we don't." Yeah, have that was the lines.
0: thing that so so confused me. It was just like <laughs> they were like, oh, "I thought right, they're now going to interview like the bloody suspect of all these crimes." I was like, "Nope, we've spoke to your father. That's more than enough for us." Yeah, it's like it's not like he's a five year old. Like not it's, how
1: crimes work. Yeah. I, I, I thought that would get on your radar as, like, dumb, no, dumb police.
0: No, do, do you know what it is, right? This is one of those movies where I think I was being kind to it because the more okay. you talk about it, this movie's not good. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I did it, like, guys.
0: <laughs> like, you, you turned me around on it, so congratulations. Um, but yeah, it's not, not, that it's I was, not my intent. Yeah, I know. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, it just it is so forgettable and it was one of those things where like it had these small elements the things that i was trying to pick up on and be like oh this is kind of interesting
1: i like the locations (laughs) yes
0: it was a marina all right that must have been expensive to film there um but yeah it's just it's not great is it it really isn't um what what would you recommend for this movie nah i'm all right yeah
1: like nah i guess i guess if it's the only movie at a drive-in theater and (laughs) you can't go to the cinema right now apart from you know if you know if you really want to go to the cinema and see something then why the hell not uh because that's cool getting Mm. to go to the cinema right remember the cinema bro yeah
0: don't remind me this is the
1: spiral episode bro
0: (laughs) (laughs) honestly don't i can't like,
1: yeah so like if you can if you can capture some of that by seeing this movie at uh, a uh, drive through then fill your boots <laughs> like but, but otherwise no
0: <laughs> yeah i couldn't have said it better myself so i'll just leave it at that um that was our discussion of the wretched we will take a short break and we'll be right back so yeah just to sort of finish us off this week um before we get into what else we've been watching um i just want to give a quick sort of shout out to the listeners regarding um our sort of plans for our upcoming big episode the big one that's Lumen episode 200 um Coming, man we, we'll, we'll obviously get into it when we discuss that episode but for kind of we, we're just gonna be doing a, a very history kind of look back at the show and kind of how we got to 200 episodes basically because god knows how we did it um the history
1: of the super horror bros
0: yeah and we we definitely want to hear from you guys like the the long-term listeners the long-time contributors all of the people that tweet at us you know the messages and the emails and all that stuff you guys have been so awesome for so long and mm-hmm. We just want to hear from you guys. So, like, obviously, hit us up on Twitter at SHB Pod. Obviously, send us longer emails. Um, it's Super Horror Bros Podcast at gmail.com And yeah, anything you want to send, obviously, hopefully positive, would be great. Um, <laughs> but I would love to hear kind of favorite, like a favorite show, would be an interesting one. Yeah, or um, when you
1: started listening as well. like Yes, it'd be nice.
0: that's a that's a hard question to answer for sure. Yeah, or ballpark, um,
1: you know, just yeah, if, roughly, you know, if you can episodes... remember.
0: Yeah, Yeah. like, oh, that was the first movie that I saw. I would love to know when people started listening. Like, was it a certain movie that you seeked out to hear people's thoughts on that kind of got you in? Um, And, yeah, like, I would love to hear, like, a favourite movie as well. Obviously, we've been doing this for four years now, or over four years. Um, So it'd be great to see if people kind of have that one movie that's their favourite. And, yeah, just anything like that. Favourite memories, obviously, and favourite shows. Um, Send it in, because it's just going to be one big sort of celebration of the history of the show, really. Um, so yeah i thought i'd put it out there obviously i'll put out the tweet as well on social media but like you guys that are listening to the show you're the real one so uh yeah if you if you listen to this right now you want to send us some some good stuff for episode 200 then uh we're all we're yeah. ready for now's it now's the time and especially yeah.
1: you know new and old listeners obviously we've had people that have given us a lot of in- interaction but even if it's just recent times you've been listening to us it's good to just know like and and you know we can see that whole kind of spectrum of listeners hopefully and have a real good time for episode 200 because yeah My old man, two hundred;
0: yeah it's wild like who would have thought it but yeah we'll get into that the look back it's gonna be fascinating to see like there's gonna be some interesting stuff in that one for sure um but yeah finishing us off this week um I'm gonna quickly go over a couple of things I have watched um because yeah I'm, I'm kind of I'm in that like zone again now where um I hadn't watched a lot of horror movies that weren't for the show um but I'm really in that mindset again now that I want to start watching some old stuff again um and kicking things off I kind of like a lot of this stems from and we'll probably talk about it actually in episode 200 but that 80s horror documentary um yeah it's good man like i really want to watch that again and because like when i yeah, first I watched it about it i i wanted to take notes because there was so many movies in that that i was like i need to see this film and there was actually a couple, I think The Lost Boys was one of them, where I actually skipped over it in the documentary, because I was like, oh, I don't want to actually see them like talk about it, because obviously spoilers. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, one of them that was in there, this, again, it's just one of those weird movies that's been on my radar for ages, which I finally watched, is one Chud. Chud. Um, have you have you seen Chud? I don't think I ever have. Yeah, it's one of those ones that like, obviously we've just been aware of for so long, because it's such like a... So it's you got know, an Arrow release as well, hasn't it? I think it was US only, um mm, okay, yeah. because uh, I rented it, and when I was watching it, I was like, "My God, this this quality is amazing!" And when I looked it up, I was like, oh, "Okay, Arrow did a restoration back in 2016, mm. so I think that's what the the rental was." Um, but yeah, I don't think you can get it like on Blu-ray in this country. um But yeah, it was it was a funny one to watch. Where um I was super in the mood for it, like really, oh, really, really. I just
1: see it's got like half the cast of Home Alone in it. I'm I was gonna. In. Oh
0: yes, I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I sat down and watched it and I have to be honest with you, I was actually disappointed with it. And I'm, I'm so saddened by that because this was one of those ones where I was like, you know, you always have those rainy day movies where you're like, mm-hmm. here's an 80s movie that I know I'm going to love. I just haven't watched it yet. And then when I actually sat down and was super ready, it was, it was kind of boring, like, especially for like, the first 50 minutes where obviously I don't know if do you know like, the basic premise of this film
1: Yeah, monsters in the sewers.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what you need to know. So, like, in the opening scene, like, a woman gets snatched, and you're, like, brilliant. But then, like, the next 45 minutes is a lot of, like multiple different people there's like the government aspect to it Mm. there's like a journalist trying to crack the story then there's like a normal guy then there's like a guy who's like helping homeless people so he's trying to figure out the
1: crazies then
0: yeah it actually really did remind me of that and it was just kind of like there was a lot of like the political stuff going on and it was just Mm. it was just pretty dull and then when it got to it there was definitely some good gore there was definitely some like unintentional like laughs to be had in it for sure um with like the the classic kind of 80s overacting like there's a couple of people in their character actors i was like these guys are just going for it and i love it it um and a a really good soundtrack as well was the thing that stood out to me but yeah overall disappointed and and i'm really saddened to say that um but yeah definitely the positive was too when i started watching it i was like that really looks like the dad from home alone and then about 15 minutes later i was like that really looks like marv from home alone and i was like there's no way there's two people from home alone yep there absolutely is um Which yeah, like they were both fantastic in it as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, I might have to give it a watch just for that alone. Like, (laughs) I don't even care. No, it's a weird one because, like, I wouldn't again. I, I wouldn't like massively criticize it, and I can totally see because it's one of those ones where it's a, it's a cult classic at this point, and you always wonder with those ones where it's like. There's plenty of reasons why we love eighties horror. There's the there's the mm. ones that are genuinely still amazing, and then there's the other ones that aren't quite so amazing, but we still love them. And um, I was disappointed because it kind of just fell in the middle. Where I was like, I can see some cool things here. I can see some things that are like laughable that I enjoyed, but then overall, it was just kind of a bit meandering and just a bit dull. Um, I
1: have I have a question for you though, bro. Go for it. Are
0: you going to watch Chud 2? No. Chud. <laughs> I did look that up and I was like, because well, once I was in on Chud, I was like, hell yeah, I'm definitely going to get the sequel as well. And um, nah, it was just, it was too meandering for me. Like yes. I was, I was disappointed, man. Like this was one that I was genuinely looking forward to. I know that sounds ridiculous, but like... <laughs> I've got a few of those like eighties ones on my list that I've been like saving literally for moments like this, when we're just not having new horror movies. <laughs> and, um, literally I was like sat down on a Saturday night, like ready to watch this movie. And it like, you got yourself actually... a nice beer, you've got yourself yeah. some
1: snacks. You're like, this, this is like the
0: cinema. No, seriously. And it was like a pretty boring. I'm like, I should have just watched like troll or something like it wouldn't yeah, have disappointed should. me. Yeah, um, should. But yeah, and then just uh, quickly, I did watch another movie that is, uh, isn't a horror movie, um, but it's a super old movie, in fact, because um, I don't know if you've, you've probably never seen this movie either. Um, I watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest,
1: <laughs>
0: just because <laughs> I was just, I was thinking a lot about Jack Nicholson, um, as I always do, and um, yeah, yeah, fair
1: enough.
0: I was just like, I want to see some like classic crazy Jack Nicholson, like The Shining, and that was kind of the closest I could find, and um yeah obviously heard a lot about it seen so many movies like when you watch anything that has a mental asylum in it it like all stems from this one movie and um i fucking loved it it was it was super entertaining still for like a movie that's like over 40 years old um nice and it's pretty slow at times but um an amazing cast like you got christopher lloyd in it like pre back to the future you've got an insanely young danny devito who doesn't even look like danny devito um and then you've got you've got a cameo from one michael berryman nice. um who doesn't talk and nice. then probably most notable like the main character outside of jack nicholson is an incredibly young and handsome brad dorf i was gonna say i thought this was his like yes. young movie dude and he this is his... so awesome in this movie like mm. i'm just, just to see such a different aspect of him and like he doesn't sound anything like Chuck this he's, is like the he's,
1: he's wearing like a dickie bow and a hat isn't he like, yeah, and he's got, like, like yeah because that's like his imdb profile picture and every right. time i'm like oh i need to see this movie just because like that's his like picture
0: yeah movie. he's just like this super <laughs> young like nervous guy and he's kind of like the guy that jack takes under his wing mm-hmm. in the movie and um yeah, like, he's incredible in it. Just the overall, the acting, like, I really, really... Like, it's one of those ones where um, you just never know if it's going to hold up, you know, <laughs> watching it, like, 40 years later, and mm-hmm. obviously, I've seen so many, you know, it's like in every, everything that has a mental asylum is based upon this movie. But, like, it still holds up. I absolutely loved it. It was super entertaining. And, like, actually really heartfelt at the end. Like, it was still impactful at like, the ending to me. Oh,
1: I'll tell you um, what, I'm looking through this cast now, and there's... um,
0: It's an incredible cast.
1: Yeah, you've got Halloran from The Shining in it yeah yep um mm-hmm. dick Howen. um yeah and a few other people popping up no I, this... I
0: think you i think you would dig this movie because especially when you think about it movie. i was thinking that as it is like a prequel oh. to the shining <laughs> <laughs> this guy's in a horror movie he's <laughs> yeah brilliant sorry i'm getting distracted you're just you're just reading the cast to yourself now yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um but no right like, yeah bro? You should, you should check it out. Like it's obviously not a horror movie, but like, yeah, it was still super fun. And like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find, obviously that was like about a few years before the shining. I'm just trying to find anything that has that same vibe of like Nicholson around that time. Mm-hmm. So if anyone has any suggestions, what are the ones to kind of look at? Cause obviously he did a lot of movies in the eighties and nineties. Um, but if there's anything that's like similar to those two movies for sure, I definitely want to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, have you, have you been watching anything lately? Um,
1: No, Nightmare on the Street broke me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Um,
1: I can understand that. I have I have been playing a uh, horror video game. Hmm. Been playing a little bit of Doom Eternal. Oh, nice. Yeah. Have you? Did you play the uh, Doom that came out a few years ago?
0: Yeah, but only a little bit. I I still need to get back to it because I loved it, but I only played like the first three or four levels. So I was going to say I don't know how long it is though. Yeah, it's not that long, man yeah i was gonna say I, i'm probably like got further than i did but yeah it's always one of those ones i want to go back to because i loved it
1: yeah yeah well i mean this is kind of very much more of the same mm. um and like doom for me is basically like a playable uh rob zombie music video set in hell yeah um and it the just soundtrack's just, amazing for yeah it it's absolutely banging soundtrack This crazy over the top violence and gore and these just super cool monsters um and it's just it's just a real good fun time like, i i can't play it for long yeah because it just like destroys my brain i think that was um, my problem and with it as well for some weird weird reason i have to do it with headphones in yeah, um, you have to. and um and yeah like it's um I, I definitely think it's one that like uh you know of these kind of horror games that get spoken about it this one never gets really included and um i think it really should because it's a real fun like i say it's not like this I'm not really scared in it, but like I'm getting like, you know, this crazy gore and like I say, all these cool monsters and stuff. And it's just it's a real it's a real fun time.
0: Mm. Yeah, it looks awesome. I definitely want to go back and play the other one as well. But um, Mm.
1: yeah, they're both good.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So, yeah, is that pretty much what you've been up to lately?
1: Pretty much, man. Mm. Pretty much
0: that's fair that's fair enough um
1: do minute up yeah
0: but yeah that's, I mean, that's... unless
1: you want me to go into my nintendo games i've been playing but i don't <laughs> think you want me to do that
0: no we're, we're already <laughs> already gone along we can say we can say that i'm sure we'll have time in the coming weeks um because i've already watched a couple of other stuff actually but like i'm um, yeah i'm gonna save it um a nice. couple of tv shows that i started as well um yeah but uh yeah that's pretty much it for this week um as always who knows what we're gonna be talking about next week um actually i think i might know um because there is some shutter stuff on the horizon um which we may or may not be seeing next week who knows it depends whether we we get it in time um (laughs) so yeah we might be we might be covering some stuff that's interesting otherwise we might not be (laughs) let's keep it vague (laughs) wow wow how does that how does that settle for you
1: I mean, you know, I'm just, I, I, just can't wait. You know, these weeks are just, you <laughs> know, real, real, real special for me. And yeah, you've, you've the appetite for next, next episode.
0: Oh yes, the, the hits just keep on coming. Don't know
1: who I, I feel more sorry for, me or the listeners at this point.
0: <laughs> we're only, we're only three months away from cinema horror, guys. <laughs> Strap in. Um, uh, but yeah, that was episode 197. Thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon.
1: See you later, everyone.
0: Up. I can't, mainly
1: because I never could, how could I start that?